Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Mark Boris Podcast. Well, we're back here at uh, the cross. It's... Uh... It's a crap day, but um, nonetheless, we, we'll get through it. Christmas is getting even closer than last week, so I still haven't got bought a bloody present yet, but anyway, I'll get there. We've got young Lockie. Uh, good morning. Morning. I love that, mate. Dig yeah, it. thanks. It's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. What did you say before? It's not an apple. No, it's not an apple. I don't want to buy the microphone. Don't buy the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> hey, tell me about that. What's the deal about that? Well, I kind of just woke up this morning and we're kind of a bit of in a rush, so I decided... Instead of trying to do my hair, which was kind of like a bird's nest, I decided to just chuck a hat on and just come down. That's, that's a, well, that's a good solution. <laughs> For those people who are listening today, I, I don't know how old Lockie is. I'm going to ask him. How old are you, mate? I'm 13. 13? Yeah. Shouldn't you be at school? Um, yeah, but, I mean, uh, today's the second last day of school. Um, I will be going back. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll write your note. You want me to write your yeah, note? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just read slips, handed I'll write, I'll write your note. No drama. <laughs> uh, where, you might be able to read it. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I'm not that good at handwriting. And uh, <laughs> what, what year are you in the school, mate? I'm year seven. Year seven. That's yeah. uh, first year of high school. Yeah. Yeah. You around here somewhere or? No, what? I live in Melbourne. Oh, you're from Melbourne? Okay, yeah. cool. You came up for this? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And that, is that your mum over there? Yeah. Is that your uh, cheer squad? Kind of, she's kind of. just there because I needed someone to come to Sydney. Oh, come on. Nah, yeah, personal assistant, yeah. Um, Styling, um, tell me about what you're doing, mate. What's your story? Um, well, it all started when I was six years old. Um, in my lifetime so far, I've been a foster brother to over 80 children. Um, and my role with those children was to make them laugh and entertain them, I guess. And... Um, I kind of figured out my own ways of how to do that. Um, but one of the ways that always worked when I wasn't really that funny was to put on a Jerry Lewis movie. Um, one of my favourites. Yes. Dean Martin? Yeah, Jer- Jerry Lewis, Dean Martin, yeah. ultimate combo. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Unreal. Yes. I used to watch it every Sunday on television when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, I think I have basically all their movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was... Um, and when I found out that um, Jerry Lewis um, worked with muscular dystrophy and ill children, Um, I came up with the concept of um, basically a laughing house or a joy house. Basically, my original idea was it'd be a house where you walk into it and there'd be specific rooms that had different things in it that would make you laugh. Um, For example, one of them, when you walked in, 
um, the floor would be, it'd be like a normal room. When you touch the grounds, it'd be like a trampoline or the walls would be like a trampoline. And I thought this would work because whenever I was on a trampoline, I could never stop smiling or never stop laughing with my friends or something like that. Um, and there'd be other rooms in the house. Um, and it has evolved into becoming something much more than that now. Um, so the original house idea is still happening. So there'd be flagship centres. We're hoping we'd put them um, in different places all around the world. And um, we in these would be the um, rooms where we do um, kind of research and stuff about humour therapy and stuff like that. Um, and we'd also thought about hospitals. And instead of um, the children having to come to a house, it'd be better if we came directly to them. And so in the hospitals, we'd have little inventions that would make the um, kids laugh and have fun. For example, like um, a red nose, um, you put it on the wall and when you press it, it just makes funny noises, like fart noises or something like that. Um, so in, if the doctors aren't even that funny, they can just press it and it just automatically makes them a humorous person. Um, another invention I had was uh, you put a rubber nose on top of a soap dispenser. So when you go to wash your hands, it looks like there's snot coming out of the nose or something like that. <laughs> um, yes, typical it's child's humour, but yeah. Um, and there would also one more thing that I had where it'd be like a box of laughter. And in it, it has funny costumes, like a weird moustache or something funny. So it can get the whole family involved, the siblings of the children, um, the and even, like, the doctors, um, it can just get everyone involved in the happiness because I know hospitals can be pretty gloomy. Um, and that's basically... Boardrooms can be pretty gloomy too, man. Yeah. I need you in my boardroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's um, pretty much the main basis of the idea. Um, yeah. So, we're at, okay, let's just go back a bit. You're yes. 13 years of age. This started when you were six. Yes. So your good mum over here yes. fosters children. Yes. Is that what um, you're saying? Yes. We... So 80 kids have got, passed through your oh, home. Oh, more than 80, surely. So why don't you just explain to us um, what that means for everybody? Like, uh, uh, so foster care means what? What is it? What, what do you think it means? Um, well, for us, <clears throat> um, we just... Uh, it was almost like having a family that we'd just... We'd look after our family for a short while and then they leave again and then we'd have some more people come and in those in the time of uh, that we had them we I actually saw them changing like from what they were in the um if they had mental health issues or like they were abused or something like that you could actually see from the start to the end of how they changed I guess um that was one of the big kickers for me that kind of made it really worth it so, when you when your mum first started doing, did she have to explain to you what's going on? Who these kids are playing with your toys? Yeah, well, <laughs> to be honest, then I actually wasn't one of those kids who really cared about toys that much. One of the things I actually do, I'd get a car, move it a tiny bit, then do that, and I'd like have a huge row. That was the only thing I really cared about, like with toys. But um, yes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the kids, I kind of figured them because I I don't have any siblings, so I just You've took got the eighty. Yeah. I just, I just took them as my brothers and sisters and I just kind of treated them how I would normally treat if I had a brother and sister, which I didn't really know at the time because I never had one, but I kind of just treated them like they were family, I guess. And and your aspirations, and I presume mum's your mentor, but your aspirations are to 
make this a much bigger thing and take yeah. it in hospitals and yeah. so because so the concept works you're saying what you're able to do is make kids laugh yes so you're um, saying let's make kids laugh everywhere yeah there's actually a science behind <clears> it that proves that um, it can improve your obviously improves how you're feeling but also improves your um, actually like if you're sick it will actually improve your state i guess maybe it just help your immune system perhaps. yeah like it, it it actually does it helps your digestive system um and stuff like that yeah, yeah. just it's it's really really positive um into the way of healing i guess Lockie, do you think um you're at school now but do you yeah. think things like that inspire you to one day maybe study this area of what do you yeah. call it humorology or something what do you call it Humotherapy. Humotherapy. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know if there's such a thing, but let's say there is. Um, but like, study the science of it. Which is psychology, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh well, yeah. For a long time, actually, I don't know why my mum studied child psychology, and she's done pretty good. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that works. But um, yeah, I've actually been interested in psychology and being able to profile people and like kind of learn about people's thoughts and kind of be able to tell how people are feeling, um, I guess, from other people's point of views, a lot easier. Yeah, it's quite yeah. interesting how, you know, we, in, when we bring up our kids, we sort of our kids, we don't realise, but we're conditioning our kids to become something or to do something one day. Yeah. And um, your mum's conditioning you, but not trying to, but she's conditioning yeah. you to think a certain way. And what I was curious to find out is whether or not you actually started to have these formative thoughts about um, whether or not one day you would become a, let's say, a child psychologist or therapist or a um, human therapist or neuro, you know, to yeah, yeah, understand yeah. neurology. Well, I'm... Definitely a comedian. I'm, de <laughs> I'm definitely <clears throat> interested in that area, but I don't actually... Probably too young yet. Yeah, yeah, I still have no idea. I have a bunch of things I still love to do. I love sport, I love, like... Um, doing acting and stuff like that and drama. Um, yeah, I still really don't know what I want to do. Uh, that's just something that I'm interested in and I just love bringing humour. I just, like, all my best friends are what I'd say the funniest people in the class or something like that. Um, what do your but, friends think of this? Do they all know about this? Um, <clears throat> to be honest, I don't always like talking about it that much just because um, it's just kind of a thing that I do outside of school and then when I'm inside of school, it's kind of like my personal life, I guess. Yeah, so can I the foster kids that stay at your, your home, do they go to your, would they end up going no, to your school? No, 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 They um, go they, back to the school they normally go to or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> they, um, uh, foster care, we did through um, a different, we, do, we did it through an agency that they would come through um, a certain place and then they'd come through that agency and then they'd come to us. We they'd stay with us for a while and then they go back um, after a certain period of time, um, and yeah, that's pretty much how we fostered kids, and we did that for a very long time. Yeah. Well, not many people have that experience in life. I have yeah. to. My mum once fostered it, but I don't know if they still exist these days. But when I was a kid, there was things called orphanages. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there still is things called orphanages. Oh, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, and um, and there was one in um, Ashfield, I think it was, out near where we lived, and. Uh, and I, I remember we went out and we got this boy and he come to live with us for a while and uh, and he shared shared my bedroom like he had a bed and everything like yeah. that. And uh, I just couldn't work out because we already had my mum's uh, sis, two sisters living with us at the time. My dad's youngest brother living with us and I had a brother and sister as well. 
and then we had this foster boy. And I just couldn't work out. I, I had no idea what it was about. I might have been about 12. I might have been about your age. Yeah. I just didn't understand why is he here? I mean, yeah. What are you doing, Mum? Like, what's the deal? And uh, he was a cool guy and, uh, and I, you know, I got to... Uh, he lived with us for about maybe three months or something like that. Yeah. And then I don't know where he went after that. I remember playing footy against him a couple of times. But, um, but I, I, just, I just couldn't... I didn't get... I didn't understand what the point of it was. Yeah. Um, maybe I was selfish or immature or it just wasn't part of what I was used to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it... it Actually, because of how many people had come by the... It was, I didn't really... When I was younger, I didn't really think of it as foster people either or foster, like, siblings. Um, I didn't really think of it as them because I didn't really understand it either. But m when my mum explained it to me uh, when I was a bit older, um, it made more sense, I guess. And how'd you adopt the role to be the funny guy? Like, I mean, what, I mean who'd come up with the idea, let's make these kids laugh? <sighs> oh, I have to hand it to my mum, to be honest, because... She basically made the funny thing for me and my family's just full of laughter and stuff. But I've always kind of moved, like me as a person has just generally moved to other people who are funny, I guess, um, as a friend. I don't necessarily know why. I think it's just because of where I've is mum funny? Yeah. Oh, sometimes. <laughs> Other times she's just embarrassing. <laughs> but, that's, yeah, that's okay. she's, she's really cool. That's, no, that's normal. Yeah. And I, I'm just going to ask you, who the hell dresses you, man? Like, you're just, you're just, just so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like these. Um, yeah. You happy with that? Yeah. Uh, I like what I'm wearing, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just let me explain to everyone who's listening. He's got a uh, sort of a... A silvery blue long sleeve jacket, but the jacket is pulled up uh, Don Johnson style up the arms, a bit like Miami Vice style. And that, that went out in the 80s, by the way. <laughs> and uh, and then he's got a, a white t shirt, collar t shirt underneath, like a penguin shirt or a, a one of those sorts of shirts, uh, like a Lacoste or something. And what's he got on pants here? Pirachinos, and he's got the cool hat on. And uh, it, it, sort of, that's my style, man. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And he also likes Jerry Lewis and Dee Martin, which are two of my favourite comedians, yeah. or that, that combination. But it was very 80s. It's yes. sort of, it seems like you're a, an older person in a young person's body to me. Yeah. Well, um, What's the deal? Well, yes. Do you feel um, that you think you are? <laughs> well, I don't you're know. You're sitting here talking to all those adults, like, you know, like <laughs> you're just part of the, part of the group. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, you're a Seth Rogen fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, my favourite things have been, like, Get Smart, the old ones and stuff like that. You, uh, get Smart, that's a Get Smart outfit. That's, that's Fantastic. Smart. It's, that is Dead Set Get Smart. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, speaking of uh, Jerry Lewis, um, there's an event in America that will be happening in New York, actually. Um, and is he that still alive? Pardon? Jerry Lewis still alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, he's, he, he's in, like, 90 or 91 or 92 now. He's very old. Um... <laughs> Yeah, anyway, there's going to be an event in America, in New York, called um, LOL event or Legion of Laughter. Happened to just be LOL perfect. Um, um, and that event will be honouring Robin Williams um, for what he's done to the world through comedy. And all the best comedians in the world will be coming to that event. Um, like, so Robert De Niro, you know, Billy Crystal, all the, all the greats. Um, and Jerry Lewis, the king of comedy himself. And obviously... Um, some other famous actors and comedians. Um, and we're hoping this will go every year. Um, and every year we will be getting um, a new person to honour. And, yeah, and it 
that that's actually um, one of the things that will um, the Jerry Lewis's the Jerry House will be um, one of the charities behind that event, um, which we're really excited for. Um, that'll be happening next year. So um, you guys going? Yeah. Oh yeah, we definitely. Cool. Yeah. Uh, would you like to come? Uh, if I'm around, yeah. Uh, actually, I would like to come. So, I'd love to be at somewhere. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that's a good um, reason to go to New York. Yeah, <laughs> for me, like I mean, I've been there so many times, but something like that'd be cool. That and jazz, that that and blues and jazz, those are the two yeah. reasons I'd go to New York today. <laughs> Definitely, um, especially this time of year. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, that's most of um, the idea so far. Well, good job, Lucky. You're killing it, man. Yeah, You're smashing it. Thanks. The hospital, uh, Bellevue Hospital, as the hospital I was talking to you about, we were hoping to get um, a business that will actually create our inventions. I hope that will um, come around so we can actually get some funding. Um, You're going to go see inventions. them? Pardon? You're going to go see... You, you, you've already seen the hospital. The hospital's already on board. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Um, I... How'd you get that? <laughs> Mum. Yep. <laughs> Can't do everything, mate. He's only thirty. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. What's for, wrong with you? For all the international <laughs> meetings when I have school and Mum does like the that. global stuff. Yeah, yeah. You just do the domestic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, makes sense. <laughs> Split the responsibilities. Yeah. You're a busy guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I try, I try to be try down to earth sometimes. How um, do you go to school, boy? You you enjoy school? Like yeah, school's um, actually really cool. It's one of most people say, oh, school, what's that? But I actually have most of my life actually really enjoyed school. Um, that's been one of my favourite things. Um, because apart from, you see friends outside of school, it's where I actually see most of my friends and stuff like that. But I really do enjoy school, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really exciting for the hospital. That's cool, very yeah. cool. Is it, I'm, 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 I feel privileged that you came in today. And it's, uh, it's actually uh, uh, give me some new perspective on life as opposed to just talking about business all the time. Good yeah. job. Good on Thanks. you, Lucky. It's great to meet you. Nice to meet you. This has been the Mark Boris Podcast. You can follow Mark on Twitter, at Mark Boris. And find out more at markboris.com.au. Listener.